All right, let's get straight into our conversation for this hour. Dr. Andrew Lukele, welcome to The Talking Point. Is the chairman of the National Association of Stockfiles in South Africa. Good morning. Morning. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you in studio this morning. So it's a good time to start talking about stockfiles because the one thing about January is that as the pocket becomes more and more under pressure, you start thinking about how am I going to avoid the situation going into the next year? What are the things I can do? So this time of the year also becomes a time where people are reviewing their saving mechanisms and are looking for different things that they can be doing to make sure that they're going to be secure financially. Stock files are still as popular as ever, it seems. Yeah, indeed, the stock files are very important uh, in today's uh, South Africa. In fact, in terms of numbers, uh, the number of South Africans belonging to stock files is estimated to exceed 11.5 million people. Sure. And the savings valued at uh, over 49 billion rands uh, per annum. And there are over 800,000 groupings you know, spread around the country mm. and it's very, very popular. So, so, so stockfiles are big business, basically. Stockfiles are self-help schemes, uh, obviously because of the amount of money changing hands and the buying power associated with that, and they're contributing a lot to the GDP. So in terms of business, yes, you can say they are a form of business. Mm. Have you found that there's been a cross-generational mix of... Um, the use and the impact of stock files because I remember as a young child growing up it was my maybe my mom and my grandmother that were part of stock files mm. are you seeing that that is being passed on right through the generations yeah I think historically stock files were associated with old people mm. uh, there are reasons associated with that uh, definition those people have experienced uh, hardships during the hi- height of apartheid so they had to pull themselves by their own bootstraps and they pull money together and, and do those things. Today, people are exposed to some opportunities that are associated with our democratic country and amenities and other services are available to many people. As a result, some people don't see a need of belonging to a stock files, but the popularity of stock files is still there even among the young people who are coming up with new ideas and, uh, you know, the digital platform is also coming to the fore and, you know, stockfills are evolving uh, with time, yeah. I want to talk about some of the variations of stockfills that um, you have seen. I was saying earlier that what, you know, traditionally we know of your grocery stockfills um, and stockfills that come together, especially if, you know, they, in the event of... Okay, what's the difference between stock family society? Are they the same thing? Yeah, I think in the township, people, de- depending on where you find yourself, people will call stock files by different names. I mean, you go to the Cape Town, people will talk about Hoi Hoi. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Eastern Cape, they talk about Umgalelo. So in urban areas, uh, they have different names, uh, varying from one township to another. But as an association, we decided to stick with the term Stockfell as a catch-all phrase mm. to refer to all of them. If you say Stockfell, everyone understands what you're saying. Mm. They can differ and say, ah, we have a kitchen party. 
or we are a society, or we have a syndicate. You know, where people want to be sophisticated mm. in that, that way. But the term Stockfell has been used in its generic form to refer to all this type of uh, groupings. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so if you have, let's say, a society, because those can be society, samanyalo, society, um, sa, sadi funeral, does that still count as Stockfell? Yeah, I think generically that's, that's a term that we we stick with uh, to refer to all of them. Uh, there were times in the past where the term Stockfell was associated with uh, the young people and the socializing, the dancing, and the top music and, and, and stuff. Uh, but with times, I think people have come to, 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 to realize that this is just uh, a South African version mm -hmm. of what happens all over the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are the, the, the different groupings that you're seeing people um, come together for? And, and Because I, I was making the example of so-called property stock files, and you'll see this online and not a lot, and some of them seem very clearly to be scams, so very hard to, to differentiate what's going on. But there does seem to be a growing idea of property stock files, where people come together, put money together to buy properties, and you will eventually be one of the people in line for a property. So so it, it has been changing, but what are some of the the changes that you have seen that you can tell our listeners about so that when we see some of these other things, we know that it might be a bit too far-fetched from what is actually happening in the country. Yeah, I think uh, the type of stock file will be determined by the needs of people on the ground. Mm. Typically, people who know each other very well, who are drawn from the same neighborhood, would decide to form themselves into a stock file for a specific reason. So those reasons are very varied. Uh, women who happen to look after children, they know about the high cost of living and the, the prices and stuff. There's a, reason, there's a reason why they tend to focus on food-orientated type of stockfiles that we call grocery stockfiles. Even there, everybody eats. Uh, you can talk about grocery stockfiles even if you're not a stockfell of groceries, you eat every day. So there's a soft spot for that type of a, a, a stockfell. Young people who want to enter into business or are business-minded would look at a stockfell which has more investment element attached to it. Even taxi men, I mean taxi people, some of them don't have access to banking facilities. They group themselves just to have a, a deposit to buy a taxi. Uh, you talk about uh, property stock files. It's easy to buy a car in South Africa than to have a loan for a house. As a result, people see a need to group themselves, to invest in... You know, when you talk about property stock files, it's not something that is more sophisticated. If you live in a four-roomed house and you see a need to, uh, to add two rooms into that house, but you don't have money to do that, you can clap together as uh, as community members and put money aside and uh, give each member an opportunity to have uh, extra two rooms added into their own properties. Yeah, so there are many ways of, 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 of killing this cat. Mm. Here's what I find interesting is that 
while historically stock files have been formed out of relationships of people that know each other, that live in the same community, um, technology is changing the face of that. That sometimes people are starting stock files with people that they might not know or have not met, but have met them online. Yeah, it's true. I think uh, technology is playing a very important role. Take WhatsApp, for instance. I mean, all of us like WhatsApp as a communication tool. Stockfield members are not excluded from doing, taking advantage of that. They communicate their own things and their own wishes for the upcoming uh, meeting or something. But technology tends to go beyond that, where people take advantage of the popularity of Stockfields and the amount of money changing hands there to promise people to have a stock file that is run digitally. Um, the features of that type of a stock file tends to deviate from the original definition of a stock file. Uh, I talk, earlier on, I talked about people who know each other very well. Digitally, you might not have access to all of those people. In fact, the bigger the stock file, the more dangerous it is because it means you don't know other members. You know, you know, it's a faceless type of a stock file. You could have a member who belongs to, who stays in Brazil for that matter. Uh, so it's just a question of pressing the button to disappear. So we, we have to be very careful how we deal with the digital technology in the stock file sector. So for stock files, is it better that if I'm part of a stock file, these are people that I know, these are people that I live in close proximity to? Yeah, in fact, uh, the glue that makes a stock file tick historically is the trust and the peer pressure, mm -hmm. which are basic tenets of the stock file. So other factors enhance that trust and peer pressure. The fact that we, we, we come from the same neighborhood, I know your parents, I know your sisters, and uh, we went to school together and all those. Those are some of the additions that make the Stockfell more trustworthy. Yeah. So effectively, if I were looking for you, I have several touch points that I could look into through which I could find you. Very much so. In fact, there's a, there's a type of Ubuntu associated with this concept of Stockfell. Mm. Uh, in the African co community, my surname is very important. Uh, I have to protect my surname. So if I default in a stock file, chances are that people might approach my sister or my brother and, and report me there. And that tarnishes the reputation of my, my household and, and, and my neighbors, I mean, my, my relatives and stuff. So someone in my group might come back and say, okay, we'll intervene on his behalf mm. just to save the name of this, mm. the, the, sign, uh, mm. the, the family. So that Ubuntu cannot be replaced by technology. It, it, it comes down to that peer pressure I was talking about and the trust element. The fact that community members appreciate what Stockfells can do as a tool of upliftment, yeah. So at any given point, really what you're saying is that there's a lot at stake for you as, as the individual too. So let's talk then about starting a, a stock file. 
rules in place. These are very informal structures, right? Yes. How difficult is it to enforce rules in what is traditionally a very informal structure? And like you're saying, you're riding on the goodwill and the trust that you as members have of each other. But if one of you decides not to pay their contributions or to pull out without communicating, um, it's not like there's anything that can be done to you. It's very important that you're raising that element. Um, remember, Stockfells, some of them have been in existence as a group. I'm talking about just a unit. Uh, has been in, in existence for 20, 15 years. Members just running this thing forever. But you'll be surprised if you get inside. If you look at the checks and balances, it looks very fluid, very informal. In fact, there could be five rules that are sacrosanct in the group. Some of these groups don't have to write those group, those rules down. You know that we meet every month. Uh, if you are late, you'll, you'll pay extra 10 rands or something. Maybe if you come to your place, uh, you must, must prepare a meal for us. Or, you know, uh, you must wear a uniform. All, all these other things, they look very useless. But they make the group tick because all of them look uniform and the same. And, and the element of restricting oneself to the rules is sacrosanct, it's very important, yeah. We're talking about stockfiles and also just what are the do's and don'ts of stockfiles? What is it um, that we need to know? And are they really a good way of saving money is the question we're asking Andrew Lukele, who's chairman of the National Association of Stockfiles in South Africa. We'll, of course, be talking about some of the things that we need to be on the lookout for. And these, of course, are people that are running what are really pyramid schemes under the guise of stockfiles. And there does seem to be just such a fine line uh, between being able to distinguish um, between the two. So we'll continue with this conversation with Andrew in a moment. It's 10.30, time for the latest news headlines. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. So we're talking about Stockfells. Andrew Lukele is the chairman of the National Association of Stockfells in South Africa. So, Andrew, how many people would you advise is a reasonable number to have in a stock file? Because you said if you have too many people, it's also mm. a problem. Yeah. I think uh, uh, the, the need to have a stock file must be identified by those people who will be members. They must identify goals of, of, of their own grouping. The rules of the stock files are drawn by members of that uh, uh, organization. The number of members that they will have in a group will be determined by them. Uh, how much they're going to pay, and the meetings. You know, the people who hate meetings, you must never join a stock fair if you hate meetings, <laughs> because there are so many meetings. Those people want to ensure that uh, everything is accounted for, even if they're not educated, but they must reach a consensus. So all those meetings, whether we want to meet weekly, fortnightly, or monthly, all those things must be determined by members. If all of us have a buy-in into all these rules, it's going to be easy to run that stock file mm -hmm. because there's no outsider who can expose you to 
how to operate your own stock file. Even if we have problems, it's easy for you to to account and, and to take disciplinary measures based on your own rules. So the smaller, the better. I, I don't know. I mean, you can have a stock file of people who are 12, meaning every month, they meet every month. Maybe they give someone uh, money monthly or they want to put money in the bank. All those rules are, are not imposed upon those members. These are rules that they throw themselves. Yeah. Are we finding that we have a lot more stock files that are taking up um, banking with your traditional financial institutions? Because a, a lot of stock files seem to prefer the use of cash. <sighs> You know, the banking story is, very, is a very interesting one. Mm. Um, the association was formed in 1988. Before the formation of this association, there's no bank in South Africa which had an account dedicated to Stockfeld members. Mm. At the time, the government of the time was hostile towards Stockfelds. Even the Reserve Bank, which is the custodians of the banking and banks, was hostile towards Stockfelds. They used to advance a very narrow understanding of Stockfell. They say by law, anyone who accepts deposits from the community members must have a license to do so. So, so Stockfells take deposits from the communities. It's been happening for more than 100 years, whatever. So the Reserve Bank saw Stockfells as competitors of the banks because they take money from the communities. But they didn't understand that on Monday, our treasurer will take the money to the bank. So you can't compete with the bank while you take money to them as well. Now, the other thing is that because there was a perception that Stockfells were illegal, even the media at the time was not talking about Stockfells yeah. because there was a perception that Stockfells were illegal. That was inculcated, uh, inculcated into the minds of Stockfell members themselves that the, the, what they were doing was illegal. They did that, but they knew it was illegal. Now, the relationship they had with the bank was a dodgy one. They would not enter a bank and say, we want to put money on behalf of a stockfell because they think a stockfell is illegal. So they, they would identify someone in the group. Say, Kathy is a trusted one in the group. She's a teacher. She sings well in the choir. Would put money under your personal account. Money that belongs to the group. You can imagine thousands of these groupings doing the same thing. Uh, by law, money that comes into my personal account is mine. So there were conflicts when we formed this association to be addressed. So we had to define a relationship between Stockfells and the banking sector. The first banking account to be established for Stockfells members was formed because of this association. We entered into a relationship with the now defunct uh, PEM Building Society. It's a form of a bank. So we have the first banking account to address these issues. Mm -hmm. It worked so well that all the banks had to copy it. So the contribution of Stockfell members in the culture of saving 
started very well, especially in dealing with, with, the, with the banking sector. But the relationship between the banks and Stockfells today, much as people are warm towards banks, the relationship is still not a healthy one. It's a one-way street. You know, money goes in. Uh, a good saver should be a good, a good depositor should be a good borrower. It's not happening. So Stockfell members underst don't understand why their money is sitting there, but if they want loans, they're being questioned about other things which have nothing to do with their Stockfell. So, yes, there's a lot that still have to be done in, in, in that relationship. Mm. And I think what, what you're saying very much mirrors um, the, the experience of, of, of ordinary South Africans who are part of Stockfells. And what I find interesting is that even though you've seen banks, you know, have targeted campaigns at Stockfells, you know, urging them to keep their money in the banks where it's safe, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean, like you're saying, that the services that the banks are offering to these Stockfells are any better than what they were before. No, none at all. Stockfell members are, are not stupid people. Hmm. They understand what they want from a bank. What they want from a bank is just to keep money safe instead of putting it under the mattress. They understand that better. They also understand that the bank is a facility where you can access loans. But they know they don't qualify to do that. As a result, there's something happening in the Stockfell movement where members of Stockfells are running uh, money loaning schemes mm. You know, among mem members. Mm. Even the authorities understand that. In fact, the law allows Stockfell members to do that to a limited extent. What they're saying is that Stockfell members can lend money among their own members. But as soon as they lend money to outsiders, in other words, to non-Stockfell members, they must register as a, as a service provider. Mm, mm. So they also influence the, 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 the legislation going forward. And, and we expect a lot going forward, yeah. So then let's talk about the difference between a, a Stockfell and a pyramid scheme. And um, it's an issue that came up in, in the open line that one of uh, our listeners actually um, raised. He says, no, let me, let me, it's Jen in Cape Town who says, Morning, Kathy, there's a fine line between a Stockfell and a pyramid scheme. Are Stockfells regulated? That's question number one. How do you tell if one is good, legal, and legitimate? Is the question from Jen in Cape Town. Yeah, okay. Let's look at what a Stockfell is. Mm. A Stockfell is a member-based group of people or, or, or club. A Stockfell without members will never exist. I mentioned earlier on that... Uh, People who form a Stockfell are people who are drawn from the same neighborhood. The trust element, the peer pressure, regular meetings. These are people who know each other very well. A pyramid scheme can be created by one person. So it's not a, it's not a member-based organization. From that, it's someone who's clever, who, one, promises people a high interest rate at the very shortest space of time. In fact, the existence or success of a, of a pyramid scheme depends on the recruitment of, of, of new members. Mm -hmm. Now, the new members we're talking about are not the type of members who know each other, as I defined earlier on. So 
the more people are recruited, the, the more the scheme, I guess, will grow. But very few people will benefit because a pyramid scheme will never be sustainable if if few people get something and uh, many people lose money. So I, I, can't, I can't even be a, a spokesperson of this pyramid scheme, but I can tell you that it is not a, a, a member-based uh, uh, organization. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for, for a pyramid scheme to disappear and no no one can, can account on, on, on who is in charge of that pyramid scheme. Well, thanks for that. I'm going to start taking your calls for Andrew on 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. Are there particular questions that you want to ask about stock files? Um, how to start one? What are some of the do's and don'ts? And how then do you navigate a space where they could well be organizations purporting to be stock files, but do you want to verify their legitimacy? I wonder, Andrew, do you guys have a database where people can go and I can search my stock file, my stock file name to see if it's legitimate or not? It's, it's difficult. Remember, mm. even as an association, we don't form these stock files. We just want to help them to achieve what they want to do. We believe in self-reliance. We believe in self-help. Mm. Uh, you'd be surprised that uh, when when we acquired our democracy, there were people who were coming to the association to tell us that the association will die because people will have access to be affirmative action things, uh, a, a better life for, for 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 all and all those. So people who have no reason for self-help. Here we are, 30 years later, we still have uh, about 14 or more people who believe that they, they should do something for mm. themselves. Mm. So uh, much as everybody wants to have a database of stock files, is a very expensive exercise. Remember, yeah, yeah. you register people in January, who start in January and in December. They disband as a group. They're, go they're going to regroup with other new friends somewhere for a different reason. This time they want to go to Devon uh, by end of 2024. Some of the members don't want to be part of that. It's a new stock firm. Yeah, yeah. So you'll register people every day. <laughs> You, you, you can register uh, people who have a long-term objective. I can tell you what. Burial societies mm -hmm. have a long-term mm -hmm. uh, lifestyle or objective, rather. People don't die every day. It's, a, it's like an insurance. You know, we put money as that. In the event of someone dying, we put money on, 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 on the buried family and all that. Those stock files have more sustainability mm. and consistency. Mm. The other ones are very informal. They have a short-term goal. So it's very fluid, you know. It's <laughs> Yeah, you can't, you can't touch. It's, it's, it's an industry that you can't even touch very well. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go to Durban. Salim, good morning. Morning, Chetty. Yes. I'd just like to add to your conversation on Stockfeld. You see, I was a bank manager. You know, I served in a firm bank, and then I was, went to Itala Bank. And, you know, the area where I lived, they had informal settlements. It was amazing how organized the stock felt where they used to 
have members. They used to have a register of members. And, you know, for a long time, they've been saving mainly for purpose of end of the year, like, for example, for buying food, education, for buying furniture. And, you know, they all had the plan. But, you know, from 2012 to 2012, I mean, from 1994 to 2012 at Italian Bank, we had so many structured accounts, but not once I had a dispute where people said, you know what, there's something wrong. They were so disciplined. You know, they, 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 they ran it so well. And, they, you know, they were very organized. Only time, you know, we had a case where members used to come and say, I'm a member of a certain stock club. I want to know whether they're putting money and we should advise them, or, you know, in matters. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's, it's a very effective way of saving, very informal way of saving. It's a very disciplined way of saving. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's the way that gave people a lot of capital, you know, even to start small businesses like hairdressing, uh, you know, businesses at home. It started little industry that, you know, in an informal settlement. And it was a way that informal, you know, dwellers could start saving. And it worked very well from my experience. Mm, mm. Well, well th thanks for that, um, Salim, for that experience out in Durban. I guess, you know, a, a good stock file also relies heavily on the position of treasurer um, and the person who's managing the money for this uh, grouping of people no you'll be surprised uh -huh. uh, you'll find that in, in here in sapc there are people who are cleaners here uh -huh. there are people who are gardeners they don't matter too much in this in this institution mm. but in the stock file is a chairperson mm. he commands respect mm. uh, at community level uh yes there's a need for education or financial literacy so that people can evolve from uh, stockfells which don't give them more interest or whatever. Uh, but traditionally, the people who are very uh, strong personalities, uh, very disciplined, uh, when someone dies, you'd be surprised. When someone dies, you don't hire uh, a priest to give condolences or uh, counseling to members can shame some of the uh, uh, preachers who are dedicated, who are gifted mm. in prayer mm. and, and, and counseling. So it's a very community-based support system which which needs to be nurtured so that people benefit from their own neighborhoods instead of you know looking outside us to, to, to intervene mm. in their lives. Okay. I, I want to play some of the voice notes that we have in a moment, but let me quick, uh, quickly take Dike Lady, who's out in Polokwane. Dike Lady, good morning. Morning, Katie. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm fine. Um, I'd like to extend my my greetings to Mr. Lukele as well. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a bit of research and stuff, and I've come across um, some interesting groups who are saving money for, for housing. So I just wanted to ask Mr. Lukele um, on the issue of registration of these stockfell groups. You know, um, there are so many groups that are doing wonderful things, and some of them are uh, those people who want to save money so that they can change their, their life situations, you know. So this group that I came across is a group of ladies. They are saving money so that they can build houses for themselves. Um, because they've been excluded from their government programs. Or let me not say they've been excluded, but um, 
they were sort of uh, the the situations that they found themselves in is that they don't they do not qualify for banking loans, and at the same time they did not qualify for 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 free houses from the government. So what they did is they grouped each other together because they were staying in formal areas and they were, the situations were quite disparate. And as you can imagine, it's some of the situations which many South Africans find themselves in. And what they did is that um, they came together, but but then I believe that uh, so many organizations can help groups such as those. So I wanted to ask you, Stanley Kelly, many uh, private organizations have got a community um, service, uh, uh, what do you you call it? They've got a community service investment program. But then the problem is that stock files are not registered. They're not uh, recognized as registered entities, right? So I just wanted to ask Mr. Lukela, what is Masasa doing um, to 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 rectify that or sort of tap into that? Because uh, they are forced to register as a corporate or as a company, so that maybe co- uh, corporations can give them money so that they can advance whatever it is they're doing. I know that I'm talking about like stock folks who are um, not necessarily doing um, things that, like uh, grocery stock folks, I'm not talking about this, but I'm just talking about the ones that want to do serious business. Like you also have stock folks that um, look into starting businesses, you know, young people want to start businesses. So I just wanted to ask Mr. Kelly um, that question. Thank you. Yeah, I think for for a long time, I think people who know history of, of, of this country would know that cooperatives were associated with the Afrikaners in South Africa. Mm. Cooperatives were never promoted in the in the community. Mm. Uh, what we know is is, is what we know as, as stockfells, uh, which are very loose structures. As a result, when you want to do business with 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 a stockfell, which is very informal, it becomes mm. difficult going forward. Uh, one level of doing things would be to graduate a stock file into a cooperative because cooperatives are, regi- I mean, uh, 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 are governed by a re- register of cooperatives. So there are certain rules that govern a cooperative. Uh, a stock file level, it means we must re- register a stock file as a form of a, a type of a business that... Uh, would suit what people want to do. But you also mentioned, I mean, the, 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 the listener talked about uh, the interest mm-hmm. in the housing sector. Mm-hmm. Housing is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll agree with me that this, the housing stock file is a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need to look at it very carefully because if we do it roughly and uh, irresponsibly, it can, it can backfire. There are stockfile members who want to have uh, property stockfiles, but the, the, the payment ratio is not clearly defined. Stockfile members understand that every member will get whatever he has contributed. So that, that cycle is well understood. So in some of the property stockfiles, the, the, opera, uh, the, the operations are very sophisticated. Members don't know when they're going to benefit by being members of this 
property stock files. So it becomes dangerous if members don't have the same understanding from day one. But I appreciate the, the interest that uh, our, our reader has. We are willing to sit down. We are talking to government as well to look at mm. the missing groupings. The people who qualify for RTPs, but there's a, there's a missing middle somewhere. Yeah. And those people are willing to contribute something. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. and we think that the government can can lend a hand there. Mm, Especially yeah. where and people have more to lose by putting their money up front. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And and they 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 they're, they're relying on stock falls to to be able to do that. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. and they want um, um um private companies to help and the private companies want to help them but they cannot help in formal structures. Yes. I don't know if you understand the, the, the argument behind this. They cannot help. Yeah, they cannot help yes. people that are not registered because at, at the end of the day, they they also need to account um, to to their stakeholders as you've given these people money. What where has the money gone to? And as stock for because it's an informal um, um, entity, they cannot trace where the money went. There's no um, let me just say that there's no record uh, that is com- that compels a stock fall to, to to do that. All right. Yes. All right, Dicky Lady. Thanks. Thanks for for that view and for calling in with that um, important question. I want to play some of the WhatsApp voice notes that we have, and then we'll wrap up our conversation. All right, Ndatelukele. Is that something you see often? Yeah, I think it's very important. I think all the all the bank accounts I know I know currently. Uh, make provisions for people to have uh, signatories, which are more than one. They could be three, four, so that uh, it becomes difficult for one to 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 withdraw the money without other other members' approval. So yes, I agree with that gentleman. I think the the last time we saw this thing was in 1987 when people were putting money among people's uh, personal accounts. And I think things have changed over time. One of our listeners has just sent a WhatsApp text message and she's talking about um, um Swano in Isizulu. And it's the same thing, same right? Same thing, yes. And uh, it's, it's how she's described it, um, where she says, you know, being able to borrow each other money on a month-to-month basis mm-hmm. saves us the embarrassment of being rejected due to rate tape in financial institutions. Uh, 100%. Hey? That's, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Mm. So members of Stockfells understand what the bank limitations are in, in relation to, to them and their relationship with the bank. So they take things to themselves. Mm. Let's take responsibility. Let's do this ourselves. Mm. Uh, even, even if it means they must charge high interest rate, which is above the legal uh, standards or whatever. But they can afford that and they understand the risk that they're taking. And it's a community initiative. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's an alternative intervention mm-hmm. to what is not available for them. All right. Andrew Kelly, we'll leave it there for this morning. Thank you for your time. He's the chairman of the National Association of Stockfiles in South Africa. It's 11 o'clock, time for the latest news.